0: hello everyone i am stephen drew from the architectural social and i am here with doll and i from involved magazine and uh, currently you're in a hotel somewhere it looks really nice i'm stuck i'm stuck here i'm stuck here in london i'm stranded i just cancelled my christmas train tickets home oh no my mum I know my mum's not happy because all the presents are, you know, she understands because of the R rating and stuff. But um, where are you, first of all? Where are you in the world? Well, I'm
1: I'm in Cyprus at the moment. Um, just came back Ooh. home for the holidays, but um, even though the hotel is has a lovely sea view, which I haven't seen in ages and I missed. Um, I've been uh, locked up here, literally. Oh. I can't leave. The, I can't leave the room. But um, I'm going. Um, Out tonight, hopefully, after my test results come out. So, freedom. Going
0: out. Wow. That feels like a distant memory at the moment. But... Oh, well,
1: going out, in not in the British sense, you know, going out of the room.
0: <laughs> not, Absolutely. Going out, proud,
1: to... as you call it.
0: <laughs> well, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. Not the Mickey Flanagan. But so I guess with the, since you're in the hotel and you've got the lovely view, it gives you a lot of time to focus on um, something that you've set up. And for anyone that's not familiar with it, you you set up Involved Magazine, which I really enjoyed being. I had an article there, which was really good fun. It was a little bit thank of thank you so much
1: for the interview. That was lovely. I think a lot yeah. of our readers found it useful oh, and informative. Do you know what, right,
0: I've never thought I would be in a magazine, and for it to be a magazine set up by architectural students, to me, it means a lot because I've, I'm technically still a part two, and and I think that. Um, I never. There was no magazine when I was a part two or a part one, and it would have been nice to have it. It would have nice. It would have been nice to have felt involved. Oh, there you go. That was a good little. That was natural. (laughs) I'm going to
1: count how many times we make involved puns.
0: (laughs) Oh, I (laughs) don't know. People
1: love making it. Me included. Um, Yeah, it's,
0: it's it's fun, isn't it? But for anyone that hasn't heard of or read the. That have been on the website, hasn't seen the magazine. Do you want to give us a little bit of a rundown about what sure. it's about?
1: So, we are called Involved Magazine, um, but we like to call ourselves a platform. And um, that is because um, we're a platform for young people, young designers, um, architectural assistants, students to um, get their voice heard on. Mm. So, we kind of provide this um, space where people from different backgrounds different thoughts they can write to us and they can be published on our website um and so and then we also have a hard copy annual issue which we publish um once a year on a theme and you know they kind of have different styles the um articles online is a bit little bit more sort of um current and a little shorter bite size and then the um, our annual issue is a little bit more designed with, you know, the paperweights being thought about for months and stuff, um, as we mm-hmm. like to, but also going delving into sort of deeper into the themes that we um, do. And it's all through open call. So, you know, we don't know what's going to be in the next issue um, until we receive all the submissions, which keeps it quite exciting and we keep the theme quite broad. So that's kind of who we are for now. But the reason why I also like to call it a platform is because, you know, um, we do more than just publishing, but we um, also do workshops to help people, help architecture students um, gain confidence in um, writing and talking about the issues that they feel passionate about. And, um, you know, we kind of um, joined talks and we would like to also – expand on that but you know the world has its own plans and <laughs> we yeah. don't know what the new year's kind of, um, well having said, <laughs>
0: yeah well, it's 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 definitely interesting and i tell you what since setting up the architecture social i kind of it's been great to kind of meet different people and so i met sana from scale totally. I, you know, I've met an architectural experiment and it was quite a pleasant surprise because we met, we had messaged on LinkedIn and you're like, I'm with involved. And I was like, okay, what's involved about? And then when I found it, I was like, this again is so cool. There's all these like fragments of stuff out there. And what I, what I quite like is that the one blessing through, as you say, this new world is that it's kind of given. Of course, I'd love to, you know, travel back to Wales on the train and be safe. And I'm sure you wouldn't like to be quarantining in a hotel, but there's these kind of weird and wonderful things that come out of it. And I, I imagine as well, you've probably picked up a lot of new readers during this year. I imagine as well, like you said, some of, the, some of the articles that have come from this year have been born out of this crisis as well. And I mean, we got to speak to, and it was fun to do the article. And, you know, actually talking about how we did it as well is um, I'm used to before this year it would be old school we'd be meeting we'd be you know we'd meet in somewhere in person in my office or you go to a prat. but everything's on Zoom right now isn't it and it was great to be interviewed on Zoom and in one way it makes it a bit more accessible it was actually incredibly easy for us to do the interview and i'm just wondering now is uh, you say that uh, you, a lot of people can collaborate are you looking for more students to get involved as well and can they can people write articles and can people suggest interview ideas like we had
1: yes definitely i mean um so we when we set up we were mainly students um but actually now we've kind of evolved into um, being young people led, um, but the contributions can be from anyone um, of any age, any background. Um, we had submissions from all around the world, um, which was Great. quite unexpected when we set up. We were kind of a group of students from Cardiff University, so we were quite we started quite local, and now we have submissions from Australia to Canada to France, um, and the reason like you said it's very important actually especially this year it showed to be connected to feel supported to feel like you're not alone going mm. through things and this was this was the inspiration behind it you know i had um when i first went into this industry which was um in my first year of masters in cardiff you do sort of integrated industry and um, working in practice and um doing your studies and um i had some uh, tough experiences of fitting in and kind of um, navigating my way through it. And to be frank, a lot of frustrations. And one mm. of the great things that year was that we had this module um, called Reflective Practice, which was um, us writing about kind of reflecting on that year, uh, on that month. Every month we would write sort of like a block um, within the uh, our year group and then mm. everyone would read it. And what that did is because mine most of the time ended up as complaining about some of the frustrations I was living through um, rather mm. than necessarily talking about planning applications, um, a lot of people in my year um, felt um, quite confident all of a sudden in themselves. And they were like, actually, what I'm going through um, is wrong. And it's not because of me. I'm not going through this alone. It's actually a systemic thing, um, which is important. And it was important for me to feel like other people could relate as well, rather than thinking that the problem was my experience alone. Um, And, you know, that involved is basically that idea, but scaled up.
0: It's quite it's quite fleshed out already, isn't it? It's um to me it's there's so much value in there. You had Stephen Lawrence, you've got you've got a few other people as well. So it's interesting, as you said, I quite liked your analogy there. Of you know at first having a whinge about stuff because I'm the same as that. I think it's the British way, isn't it? You know a little complaining stuff. But (laughs) what I like is actually to make it someone productive. And I think that it's really important, especially now. You know that kind of that community aspect of it. And what I love is that on involved. You mentioned the idea came from you and a few people, a few fellow students in Cardiff. Shout out to Cardiff, fellow Welsh. I didn't (laughs) get into Cardiff, actually. Do do you know what? I didn't have good. I didn't have. I didn't have good enough grades. But you know, I you had to have all A's, and I had A (laughs) A B and then and then i got it remarked and i got aaa but it was too late so oh, do you know no. what i know but it's a really yeah. good university i absolutely love the city as well and what i love the idea that it was a collaborative effort that you all set up involved i gosh you're right i almost wanted to say the pun then you got it got involved together and set up involved <laughs> but no it's it's such it's such a cool thing and um I quite liked it as well, just to bring it back to my literal experience. So I, you, um, being interviewed, there's so, it was, it's, it was fun. It was fun. Do you have any plans? Do you see where it goes or is part of the magic of involved? Like you said, cause you mentioned it was systemic and it came from a certain need, but a bit like the Arctic for Social, it kind of evolves over time because we change Mm. as people, we move on. I mean, how have you seen it change over the last few months and how have you found involved as a platform? or Do you have a little idea where it's going or are you open-minded?
1: Yeah, I mean, we all have what, we think we're going, you know, like targets. And then, mm. um, along the way, things that you didn't plan for happen and, um, yeah. they're also welcome. And one of the, like I said, things that we didn't expect to happen was going global. You now we've had orders, um, all, from Las Vegas wow. to um, New Zealand to anywhere, and that kind of shows that you know it's not even in, just in the UK that we're that we're not alone um, in our experiences as architectural assistants. And you know, um, to go into more sort of specifics, um, <laughs> so when we started, uh, we were kind of a team of forty. Because, um, I set up a meeting and I put up posters. It was just me and, um, and another friend that was like, Oh, I'll help you. So we printed posters. We put it on the walls, um, saying, you know, there's this idea. If you're interested, come along. And I booked this tiny room and my friends were like, What if people don't show up? Um, I was like, I don't know. (laughs) Well, maybe they will, maybe they won't. Um, got some biscuits, put them on the table. And, um, yeah, there was 40, 50 people in there and, it it also goes to show how diversely skilled people in architecture are, because there were people that um, then um, became our web designers. So, like all our website is coded by the wonderful Gina. Shout out to her, who's also an architecture student. Um, you know, our design of the magazine and everything is done again through architecture students. So there was this diverse set of skills. But um, so when we first started, we also had writers that we did workshops with and we were publishing our own articles that we discussed. Um, but through time, it kind of, like I said, became more of a platform where now people reach to us. So we had during the pandemic people that really wanted to write about the inequalities created in, within education because of mm-hmm. this pandemic that um, made everyone's experiences different and you know RIBA kind of failed to recognise that, failed to recognise that things are different, you know the line that they were taking was oh nothing's changed, Um, maybe you can't make models but everything else is equal and everything else of course isn't equal because everyone's resources back home isn't the same, Um, the Mm -hmm. support of the studio is not there some people are away from their families some people had to deal with illnesses or their family members being ill, Um, so you know It was amazing to be there for people that wanted to get things out there, and that is the biggest change um, throughout time. And so, what I see, where I see involved going, is being the voice of those who are not heard. You know, we were there when the Black Lives uh, Matter movement was there, and we said, you know, write to us because um, we alone maybe can't um, can't reflect the experiences. That you're going through, but what we can do is we can amplify it, and that's what you know that's how I see it. I see us as, yeah. as being the amplifier
0: I think it's um it makes a lot of sense, and I quite like that the voice. Or have evolved, it changes over time. It's very interesting because we talk about blacklet. There's so much like key stones that are key corner points in the last year or two, which is a lot of fuel for the fire. And it is quite interesting. You mentioned that Reba's stance and. You know, I, I kind of, my, my views and perceptions of Reba, especially when I was a student, have completely changed. You know, I, on one hand, I respected Reba, but I remember at one point in particular, feeling like that they weren't necessarily supportive to me when I was a student. So sorry, Reba, if you're listening, that's just how I felt at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I I didn't feel particularly involved back then. Up, oh, sorry, uh, <laughs> the magazine name again. I I didn't feel involved. Oh no, that's it's why we my... set up involved. Yeah, that's why we called it involved. Yeah, and I I will I will say though I do think that they make it an effort. The problem is with I think Reba and other companies is that. The thing is they've been set up for a long period of time and they're big organizations and to make changes in these organizations it can take it takes a lot of effort it takes a lot of time it's a bit like the analogy of I think it's like you know trying to get the Titanic to move sometimes it might hit like the the ice because it's taken so slow, but um it's kind of like stuff like involved and hopefully what what I enjoy about the architecture social of the fact is we can change and alter and we can move things around what we feel is important and react to people who are um list who are reading who have coming up with ideas, and I think that um it's, I, I do believe it's been a bit of a culture shock for Reba at the moment because they, um, hopefully Simon Alford, who's joined in, will shake things up as well. I quite like Simon because he leads AHMAN. You know, that's a commercial architectural practice. It's a serious architectural practice. And hopefully that his. Industry experience will trickle down, but what do you think about then stuff like that Reba are doing now? What about like um, Reba because they've got one or two things in Instagram? Future architects,
1: they? they have. Yeah, now. what are you?
0: What's your opinion on future architects? Has it been useful at all?
1: I think it's positive in the sense that one of the criticisms that um, we had is especially due to the long time it takes to become an architect, you have a lot of young people like yourself, like myself, that are that are not architects and that kind of feel like they're not represented in Reba or in the mainstream magazines, you know, and – these people also have input to say, and they might have different, um, different issues than what is being written and talked about. And so, you know, representation, as we've been talking more and more this year, is very important. Um, whether that's age, whether that's race, whether that's you know any other background. And I think that is one of the problems: is that um, you have important debates happening. But young people are not included in these debates. Um, you have discussion over architecture education happening, and you have all these practices criticising universities and education, saying, "Oh, um, education should prepare students for the industry," but um, you don't have industry learning from education, and there is quite valuable um, lessons to learn. From architecture universities as well, the you know the research culture, the culture of the studio—they're all positive things to also feed back into the industry. So we kind mm-hmm. of called ourselves as the bridge between um, education and industry because we see it as a two-way street. It shouldn't you know they shouldn't look the same, they shouldn't be the same, but they should inform each other. And I think that is what's missing. I think most students um, still don't really. N- feel connected to Reba or represented by Reba, which is changing. Um, There's also an open letter being written by um, Charlie Edmund, I think. um, Right now, I don't know if you heard of it. He's been compiling sort of survey from architectural assistants, um, talking about these issues that we're highlighting, which is I think is amazing. Um, We are actually um, featuring an article by him very soon, so keep an eye out for that. But positive things are happening but i think for that we all need to push 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 and make our um make ourselves heard
0: yeah i think that's a really good point it's um as people speak up things are not going to change and and i think that it's really important to be vocal and do it in the right way and to kind of bring presence on the issue well done. i'm really curious to see charlie's little thing i'm definitely going to keep my eye out for this open letter is that going to be that's going to be on the website is it that's going to be quite interesting it's yeah open you can to um, check
1: his instagram he's been mostly kind of um doing it through instagram um and I think they're planning on sending it next week. And, um, you know, there was uh, what's quite interesting is in their survey, um, they had a question where they said, do you feel supported by RIBA? And I think the outcome was an astonishing 97% no, um, which kind of goes to answer your question, I guess, of how people are feeling
0: yeah, well, I mean, being objective, sorry, Reba, if you're listening, when I was a student, it's the truth. I also didn't feel very supported at the time. It's good that we've got stuff going on now, but you're right. It needs to be a, con- um, a conscious effort. And I do think as well, kind of speaking a little bit about my experiences, that, we yeah, the jump when I was a part one and a part two, more so when I was a part one from academia into industry, it felt like being thrown out of the nest. You know, it was a bit like, um, you know, when you see the nature shows, and you've got David Attenborough, and there's certain like certain <laughs> birds, which they like, there on there was one particular bird, right? You have to bear with me with a second. <laughs> you I gave this a lot of thought, didn't I
1: won't, you? Won't, no,
0: I just come <laughs> to me now. But there's like, um, there's one bird, and they've got this nest, and they're underneath a waterfall, and the children, they have to like the children birds, they have to just jump out of this nest, yeah, oh, no. and they they either learn. To fly, or, or they, they tumble die. to their death. Sorry, <laughs> oh, no. it's, it sounds a bit grim, but what I mean is that I felt like I was that bird being thrown out, and it's like, "Go on, you got to get a job you now." You
1: obviously flew, so few barely
0: and oh i I guess what is the feeling of when when most people get there no one crashes in this analogy on the rocks and dies yay okay but what what i do think though is that a lot of people tumble on the way and there's something about the analogy when you're mid-flight i remember the feeling of just being like i don't know how to get a job i'm just trying and that's a little bit why i try to use this time to shed a light on if you were a part one or a part two, how I would go about getting a job based upon my experience now and how I felt as a student. And that really was the origin of our article in the vault, wasn't it? It was my personal experience. And I quite, I quite, when you read back, it's so funny because I can hear myself talk in the text and I'm like, Oh God, this is <laughs> no, this But is it's, a- it's,
1: What's great is that you were being open and honest about it. And you know, that is the frustration thing about the whole process is that people are not open. You know, they might say, Oh, we really like you and be really positive and then they just stop replying to your emails. And when you are out of university looking for a job, not knowing what you're doing wrong, you, mm-hmm. you really I understand that, you know, for them, they don't have time, they don't have most architectural practices, they don't have enough resources. Um, but still, you know, just write back and say you could do this better. Maybe like you just give feedback and that feedback is the best thing you can give to someone rather than just ghosting and you know, a young graduate, which is very disheartening.
0: Yeah. you've You've hit upon a really good point and it's a passion point for me. I mean, I kind of feel like I'm, been beating the drum on this for a few months, but it's like, if it helps people out, it's a really big deal. And what you kind of highlighted there, you talked about how important feedback is, and you can still get it. But um, what you've what we've got to do, and I guess the point of the article is saying you've got to be like your own recruitment consultant, or or you've got to basically fight for yourself. As in, people are going to be busy, like you quite like rightly just pointed out. But we've got to have the strength and the courage to to call the companies up because I guarantee if you. Call Call them you can probably get that feedback because when you get someone on the phone and you get that human interaction they'll probably bring up your cv and get you that feedback but the whole idea of doing that um feels very unnatural i never done it before now i say it so easily and i know guys anyone listening it's going to be like the idea of ringing up for feedback is just overwhelming no one likes to be on the phone it's not exactly what we're training for but it's stuff like that that will get you ahead. And and I tell you the other one that I find um, interesting is when I've seen so many of these things online where, and I've even seen one or two of, you know, there's someone that I know and I respect is a really good architectural director. He talked about when you are looking for a job, you need to get your CV and portfolio and tailor it to every company. And ideally, even in coronavirus, you put on your mask, putting on the mask down the road, getting the bell going. You put on the mask, and then you go and you hand deliver this portfolio and CV, which cost you God knows how much because you've printed it, and. I kind of feel like that's okay for the one or two practices you love, but we've got to kind of come out of rose-tinted glasses world and wake up. Okay, that was a really good bell. That was a.
1: <laughs> that was wake up. I, Yeah, 'cause
0: Yeah, because wake up, because I know that, um, I, I I know from an employer's perspective that they want to feel like this. Employees handwritten something they really want to work with them. But I'm saying from the architectural students perspective is that we have to be really commercial about this because you have to look out for yourself. And the reality is in situations like this, you've got to use probability. And, and what I'm talking about, and that's the bit that I enjoy talking about in our article was that. My view is that you should send 1,000 to 2,000 CVs at the moment. I mean, there's a list I'm working on at the moment, and I reckon there's about 4,000 4, architectural practices in the UK. OK, so if you think there's 4,000 architectural practices, REBA architectural practices in the UK, and there's a few places which aren't REBA chartered because you don't need to necessarily to practice architecture. It can mean, some multidisciplinary companies, they're not REBA certified, you know, but this. So we've got 4,000 here. So, sorry, mini rant sending soon. But basically, if you send 20 applications out of 4,000, you've immediately discounted 3,980 practices. Yeah. And you've got to, you've got to use things and you've got to look at it in an unconventional way and. The problem is with the advice I'm giving is that it doesn't have the rose tinted, romantic notion of architecture. You know, it's like, oh, i studied for three years and I did the beautiful portfolio for this company and I sent them a book and it had a ribbon and a CV. And it's just like, it's not necessarily always the real world. And so for anyone listening, I don't want them to think that because they've sent a CV to a hundred practices okay and you never heard of them before doesn't mean it's it's actually my opinion is the right way because my approach of doing this i joined up at epr architects which we talk about in the article and which is a great company i never heard of them At the time, I didn't tell them that, but you know, I went through, and then the email came in, and I was like, "Okay, all right." Oh, EPR interested? Who's EPR? And I looked, I was like, "Hot damn, they're they're good," you know. And you you, then you get excited, don't you? And then and then you zone in on it. But if um if I never wrote that list from A to Z, I wouldn't have got them. So, anyways, I (laughs) we I've gone off on a mini tangent, but it's because it's passion.
1: Yeah, you know, you're right. It, and they don't tell you that in university, you know, uh, like so many other things that they tell you, such as, oh, don't, don't use software, use hand drawing because it's more, you know, romantic. Well, that's and then a you Cardiff go, thing, you go, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it's a cardiff. A I know Cardiff, cardiff. You go, you they, go love, to interview they love, they love it. And they're like, oh, do you use Revit? And you're like, no, but I have nice drawings. And then, <laughs> well, you know.
0: Do you know, it's it's scratch twenty two because I am gonna I am gonna help you because I am gonna I was when I was a part one right I was the guy who scraped a forty on the hand drawing class but I was good on microstation I had all this stuff and I do think though because my flatmate Natalie Gal who she 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 lived with me for a few years she's a wonderful architect at EPR Architects that's where we met and she has the most amazing amazing hand drawings right. Oh, they're amazing and and they're so so good um but you can use can as well and you're right and so with your distinction I do think it's amazing that Cardiff teach you hand drawing and the beauty of I it. think it's
1: amazing that just don't give the impression that that's what yeah that's not gonna get you a job looking, that's what you, you yeah. know, say you need to get these skills but it's, it's the same <laughs> yeah. with the portfolio advice you know they tell you to um do it you know it for the practice and stuff and it's fine for the first fifty, mm. but then you still don't have a job. You run out of money to print the portfolios and the patience to write exactly. a cover letter. You know, and then you kind of start being a bit more economical with your time. But the the thing is I also do understand the other side. Um because um having gone through a part one experience where I worked in a practice where I didn't feel like my input was valued because I was an architectural assistant or the office culture didn't fit me. I was much more aware of going into an office um, that was different to that in my part two. And, you know, if that meant that I had to be a bit more selective, I was willing to do that. And I think there's a lot of young people out there that their their expectation from what a job should be is a little bit different to the generation before us, which was more about security. Now people are also seeking to have a bit more, you know, uh, meaning to their job to yeah. feel valued because you also spend so much time working um, and most of it overtime and unpaid, unfortunately still. Um, so you don't, you don't want to feel like that's not valued. You don't want to, and you know, there is also other dimensions to it, where um, people from minority backgrounds also want to see representation of minority background people within the practice, um, which is something that a lot of young people say that they they look at, they go onto the staff webpage and they look at who's there, who's working, um, who's made it into becoming a director. I think it does say a lot about the practice and the and the nature of practices. And at the end of the day, I feel like the way we eliminate some toxic work um, habits and office environments is by not supporting them, by not going into them. Because they have this mentality that there's there's people lining up at their door waiting. Um, so if one doesn't work, then the next one will come.
0: Do you know what? I feel like that's changing. I do feel like um, that's... You can't get away with it anymore. And I think a lot of the stuff we're talking about wasn't just prevalent in architecture. It's in across other industries. And I mean, Definitely. hey, you've only got to look at like um the film industry and Harvey Weinstein stuff. I mean, this is a very literal example, but it's 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 it's, it's almost laughable and tragic at the same time that this has been going on for so long in certain things. And I do feel that in architecture, I mean, one of the most prevalent things that's still happening is the issue of working long hours. And it's a, it's a myriad of factors and. The reality is, it causes so much problems in these businesses. It's why I'm brought in as a recruitment consultant half the time because someone leaves, and it's because they've been burnt out of the long hours. Which, ironically, is then more expensive than treating the person well. Because if I'm hiring someone, sorry, if I, if you're looking for, mm-hmm. say, you no, know, you're practicing in the future. If you're briefing me because you need someone urgently. It's a few thousand pounds, you know, when I find someone because that's how the introductions work, which sounds like a lot in theory. If I was just here on my iPhone and I get one CV and sent across, but it's more like, uh, like a lawyer, it's billable hours and what you'll find is that a thousand few thousand pound introduction is quite quick it's not it's it's you know if you divide that per hour that i work it it soon racks up and so let's go back again a little bit you touched upon the you know the long hours and these kind of companies and one of the things that came into my head when you were talking about it is it's almost good in one way that i do encourage people you've If, even if the first architectural practice you go to isn't perfect, you, it's a really good benchmark for you as an individual to then make your decisions in the future. Cause I agree. I remember I worked, um, I enjoyed my time at EPR architects. I had good, um, I had good experience. I I was an intern for Swansea council and they were really good to me, but it was a totally different, totally different world working for the government and the council than a, a private commercial architecture practice. And I'll tell you what, there was one company that is still practicing. So I'm not going to say his name. Um, and while I worked at EPR Architects, I did. I, I, and there was a competition at the time with this company. And um, what it was is that this practice was the design architect when EPR was the delivery architect. And and this individual had been someone that's, that is a very good designer. Right, he's very, very good design now. And so his architectural practice, he had his style. So he used to work many years at a famous architectural practice and very, very good design. But there was in the culture for that imprinted on him, and now he set up his architectural practice. I joined there for a week and I didn't know everything. I was trying out, they were trying on a deadline, and he was a little bit impatient with me and i you know i'd get something wrong and he'd be like no it's not that it's this and i remember like in my head sitting in front of your computer at the mouse just dreading getting it wrong, I'd be like, Oh, can't swear. Yeah. But I'd be like, Oh, you know, (laughs) Oh God, I don't know what I'm going to do something wrong. And, um, and then I remember it was also my birthday at the time and, uh, and he was wanting me to work the weekend. I'm happy to work. I used to be happy to work the weekend sometimes, but the amount of hours that went in anyways, the point is with this, I didn't enjoy that experience at all. EPR architects were the opposite. I earned very good hours. They were very supportive towards me. We had like one weekend in the whole time I was there, and it was completely optional. It wasn't forced, and actually, it was be something that was a bit out of EPR's control. It was the kind of the client changing things at the last minute, and so I didn't mind doing that. But the the difference was is because EPR architects treated me respectfully, and then. I was happy to give them the extra time. Whereas the several architectural practice where I was for a short period of time, it just felt like being a slave to the grind up against this competition. And I really didn't enjoy that as well. So I totally know how, when you're on about this kind of thing of working long hours or feeling a bit unappreciated, or I felt at the time the perception was that I should have been privileged to be as part of the competition. Whereas- That's the
1: thing, isn't it? They they treat it as if they're doing you a favor.
0: Yeah, well, in this practice they did, but no, I I mean, do we have to be objective on this? What I find funny is that once you kind of go out of this competition, like mm. almost devil wears Prada World, because there are a few architectural practices where I mean the design is so killer that if you want to be involved you almost have to, there's a price to pay like, and it's good to do it when you're almost younger so that you, cause it's not sustainable when you're older. And look, if you want to be part of the thrill ride and you want to go for it, great, but just know what you're signing up to. There's so many other architectural practices, which you can work nine to five, they're not as famous, but you can do really good quality design. You can make a big difference. And, and that's the thing with anyone in the job search now. And you touched upon it earlier where you, you went somewhere, you didn't feel as valued. And then actually it reinforces your choices in the future. And, and what I was kind of agreeing with in your sentiment there is that. That's why I I have a respect for EPR architects and I quite like that commercial architectural practice with good design where you work, you know, 9 to 5.30, you might work there a bit late till 6. But for me, I wasn't interested in that culture that I experienced of working till half past 11.00 every night and I the i think weekends. the other thing
1: with those long hours that um many fe- uh, fails to see so i had um i was one of the panelists for this uh talk called expectation meets reality and mm. it was about sort of this education versus industry and one of the panelists was um uh, Jared Evenden from Foster and Partners, and he was saying how for him um, hours put in doesn't matter when he's pa- um, you know passionate about it and its design and all that and you know to an extent that's kind of what you are saying but one of the things that that um, ends up doing is that um, you automatically exclude um, some people. From the career because they might not be able to put in those extra hours and it doesn't show less of a passion or less of a <laughs> willingness to do, you know, the design, but they might have someone at home to look after to, they might have kids to um, pick yeah. up from school and, you know, due to the way the society is still and the support there is, it usually ends up being the woman that needs to do that, whether or not she, you know, she's a career woman and all that. Um, a man is rarely ever stopped due to having a kid. You know, you never, you go to talks. Um, I've I've went to this talk uh, sort of like a, with Farah, um, sorry, with Farshid Musavi and um, the interviewer, who was also a woman, um, she was asking, you know, how do you juggle being a mum and, uh, and an architect? And the thing is, you never hear that being asked to, you know, sir norman foster or like any any other sort of um male architect. so why why is it seen as something still like woman's responsibility and an extra job and you know she she was put on the spot and she kind of got a little um little red and she was saying oh, i probably uh, don't do a good job of balancing those two and she you know you could see that she felt the responsibility of this and the but you know So, coming back to my point, I think most practices miss the point that that is not just about a choice. Sometimes, and most of the times, when you have that, that is one of the reasons why you don't have um, equal representation and diversity within your practice. Um, But I Mm. I guess, like, you know, I was lucky that that was not the problem I had um, in my part one experience, but it was more sort of the. The perception of what an architectural assistant could bring, you know, to give you an example, I would say something about sort of land law um because I was interested in it um believe it or not and uh, you know I read about about it a little and um an architect would get angry that I spoke um and I said something that contradicted to what they said and they would you know I had this experience where he got up and he said oh remind me when you got your part free again and then he just stormed out of the room and everyone was looking at me and you know everyone was kind of looking at me thinking you know why are you speaking? You should you shouldn't be speaking. You're a part one, and um, that's not why you're here to do. That what, what you are here to do. So it's it's this sort of things that we need to change, I guess. Um, to you know, at the end of the day, you need to make everyone feel respected and welcome within the practice.
0: Yeah, I think um, I think that by and large, actually, a lot of places are getting better. You're always going to get, unfortunately, in life. such as with companies, we're all people, right? And so uh, you have the companies... Like drive and agenda, but you also have people people's subliminal biases that they bring from their personal life. The or maybe I what I mean is sometimes I've had the experience of you're on one project and you can have one team leader and it can be this way, and then you go mm, to another team definitely. and it's com- and it's completely different. And um that, so unfortunately, it's really hard to kind of get this like benchmark everywhere i mean a really good example is like i actually quite like um heatherwick's uh attitude of that when thomas heatherwick is doing and i've been i've recruited for them they are quite good at this stuff actually that his view is that anyone can participate to the idea as long as they can articulate and th- what they're talking about and it's a sensible discussion he will take an idea from a part one you know if the idea has value and in that sense fantastic um but then as well because however with the stuff they do i mean the projects are amazing but that does take a lot of time and i do think that with places like that you know it is one of these things of you are doing revolutionary architecture i imagine though it's quite difficult sometimes to finish at half five with certain of these projects i do think though this what you touched upon earlier which is interesting is uh women in architecture and I think that's a big reason you touched upon for a while where there was a massive, do you remember even a year or two ago, I think it was like two, three years ago, there was a big deal in the AJ and BD and quite rightly because you had a certain architectural practices where there was a massive disparity between um, what a, a male architect would earn and a female architect, you know, almost in the similar position or the same position and the female architect was getting paid less, which is actually wrong in my opinion, and that's why it's good to see that salaries are getting even. But it does come from what you're on about, actually, because unfortunately, you're right, it's, it's, I can see that, uh, you know, a really enthusiastic architect is female, and, you know, you decide in life for whatever reason you can have a child, it's fantastic, it's something to be celebrated. But you're right, it almost kind of in a mad way, then it puts a little bit of the break on the person's career, and that has a massive knock-on effect for Uh, salaries and you know and and then as well it's really hard sometimes for a woman in architecture the return to architectural practice because she hasn't worked for a while and I do think employers are getting much better and I have seen some examples of architectural practices who have schemes to return women professional women who are awesome kick-ass architects back to work I think Bespoke Careers did one as well and I think it's really really important but it's again it's like the magazine oh I'm going to say the word I was going to say we all need to get involved but we the do. duty is, do is yeah, because uh, you know you e- e- need
1: You need people to talk about these issues for them to be tackled, and for that, you also need people in decision-making points that this is making um, statuses that you know are women and think about these things.
0: Yeah, I think, I think it's so spot on. I think actually this may, maybe on a bit of good news as well. Let's put a bit of a highlight. I tell you companies that are really good at this and should be inspirational for any employers out there. So HTA, I work with them. They are really good employers. And I've also worked with John Thompson partners, JTP. They've won like employee of the year. They look after people. And so I think we should, it's like that actually is when people do really well, it should be really celebrated. And, and, and that's the good thing we need to, I think, and this is what's good about the magazine and because you, you can highlight this stuff as well. And I think that the way, one of the ways we go forward is on. and one of the ways which businesses will respond is because we can always talk about disparities and we should do better. But what's really interesting is when we look at companies which do it right and the Benefits and gains they get. Cause if we can focus and shine a light on that, then you'll find all these other architectural practices will follow suit. So I'll give you a really good one, right? So I, um, I absolutely have the worst attention span ever. Okay, and there was, and so I'm involved in the Arctic's Benevolent Society. I believe it was the Arctic's Benevolent Society, but they invited this lady, and she was inspirational. I'm gonna—I think her name was. Let me find the name. But she basically was the Stride Trackland, right? Now, which is kind of like a multidisciplinary company, yeah. and she, and her role was head of people, and it was a role which didn't exist. Oh, I'll have, have to plan. find yeah it's it's so but in this world oh it was, it was like head of happiness or something. And basically And when she joined at People were taking days off sick. There was long hours working. People were generally unhappy. And so- Probably high turnover
1: people as well.
0: Yeah. And it it caused big problems for the business because um, there was some underlying unhappinesses on strike tread loan. And what it meant is that people were less productive. They worked longer hours. They were less productive. And people were having big sick days, right? Makes Mm. sense. I can totally, if I've been working long in the grind for ages, you're, you're like, I only feel a bit sick today. Do you know what I mean? You're like, I'm feeling a bit sick. I and mean, actually, it's a protest point because I'm blind and you've given a lot. And basically, this this lady, she was so good in striped Triangle, and she wasn't from architecture. And this was a really important distinction. She just looked at the business as an interesting point. I think because she was doing studies in this area about human psychology and how to improve. And basically, what, what they found out was, was that by removing overtime or the requirement to do it as a culture, people then give more time when they wanted to because it wasn't expected. So, you know, since that I work for your team, you've been really good for me, and we were in a bit of a jam, Right. I go, no, no, no problem. I'm staying because this one's important. And that's what's
1: highlighted this year as well. You know, the efficiency and productivity of people have actually gone up. um, The statistics say during this year where people were working at home, which has been a you know cause of concern for many practices but and this sort of thing will actually you know having these flexible um work practices allowing people to work a little bit from home a little bit from um office will also mean that you i think we would see more women in architecture and um and not having to necessarily take time off work like i said i mean ideally the long-term um goal shouldn't just be woman staying at home looking after the kid and working, but, you know, the role being shared and the government supporting childcare more. Um, but that's that's a greater discussion for probably outside of the scope of this uh podcast.
0: Yeah, well, I think we're kind of getting nitty great. We'll have to come and return and do a few more of these as well. Yeah. I'll, I'll find out. So here we go. I think it was – here we go. It might have been – so I'm just, that's why I was typing away while we were talking. So Pride Treglo, they were the first company, and I think it was Nicole, Nicola Rich. I'm pretty sure it was. And so she was HR advisor and coach. And she. so, she, yeah, so in 2009, she trained as a counselor and later as an emotional intelligence coach. And then she joined. And in 2014, she implemented a workplace well-being charter right wow.
1: Wow. and
0: she had to go and she and it was brilliant it was brilliant listening because she had to go into this meeting with all the directors and be like we're gonna have a workplace well-being charter no one's gonna work long hours and can you imagine this board was just like are you kidding me we got projects going out the door what are you gonna and actually um she won them over because strike track good company so and she introduced all this stuff in And then they, when they got this well-being thing, they looked after people. People were being paid well. People were given treats. I think they did introduce stuff like and. You have to forgive me, Nicola, if you're listening. This is complimentary. I can't remember the exact details. But it was a little bit more like the early Google culture before Google. Now getting a bit more evil like Facebook. But there was a bit more that early thing of like work 80% and then you have like a little bit of time to develop stuff. And and basically all these stuff that um, Nicola introduced, people were getting more productive. They were taking less sick days they were having higher outputs, they were happier, they stayed longer. No one was leaving, right? And so then what actually happens is you, at first the idea of, you know working these long hours it almost seems like you have to do it to get the projects so it can be a bit it can be a bit intimidating there's a lot of factors going on but what was interesting is that through introducing this well-being then stride trigon saved a lot of money they were more efficient as a business and i think that the more value we place in ourselves as architects or architecture assistants or the more People that I speak to, about the stuff about we have to stick strong with our fees. We have to look out for each other. We have to, I think we have to help each other out. We have to fight for issues that you highlight about, um, you know, pay disparity between men men architects and women architects. It's crazy when you think about it. Half the architects I know are amazing, are female architects. I mean, and and you don't want to push people out of business. And we need to as well next year because it's already difficult for architects who are not from the EU. Christ and now it will be difficult for architects within the EU to work in the UK I think we have to kind of make an extra effort you know and Reber have made a stance that they want to support it but it comes down to us all at the moment to kind of remember what architecture in London is amazing. And there is a reason we all study it because there's something awesome about it that, you know, you can quite put your finger on, but there is something still so good with architecture. And that's why we do not have the salaries of lawyers and all this stuff. And we do work... A lot of extra hours at certain times and we do enjoy it because there's, there's something there. But what it is, is we can't let everything else than though we can't let the passion being taken for granted. And that's why. We've got to make sure, like you said, you've got to constantly be vocal about this. Community is key. People being involved and involved with him and people being on the architectural social. And, and you know, it's encouraging Reba when they do something really good to get involved and, and, and to, to to keep going. And it's, it's kind of that attitude of, you can't just complain about things. It's like you turn that moan you said in Cardiff into a magazine where you can, you can encourage and debate and, and better things. And, and it's about realizing that none of us are perfect. I mean, I've been a manager and it's a lot difficult and it, you know, it's easy to say, Oh, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. But when you're in the driving seat and you've got a project, it's difficult, but it's about learning and improving and discussing and not dwelling on the past so much. But it's like True. we have a chance now to, um improve the definitely uh, the you know, we we've got a chance to keep uh supporting others. We go hopefully Reba's future architects will become serious. We have your magazine which is gonna highlight that cool survey. I think you Chris. know it's
1: it's 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 amazing because you have little <laughs> Mugh- people um That's what's amazing with architecture is that you have people that are interested in uh, many things across the board, bringing um, experiences, bringing knowledge. And like you said, you know, that's one of the great things about not just London, but um, UK architecture and architects is that... um, they come from all over the world. And with that, they bring a wealth of knowledge, wealth of Mm. references, wealth of, you know, things that you you yourself wouldn't think about. And I think that that's the thing where no matter their age, no matter what, everyone brings something to the table. So the more we hear from everyone, the better as designers we are. And at the end of the day, for us to design spaces, we need to be inspired. We need to be happy, you know. You design happy spaces Mm. when you're happy. Otherwise, um. Otherwise, life is not as colourful.
0: Well, this is it. And also, I mean, what I would say is I respect personally when things change, right? And to take accountability of a certain situation and improve it is amazing. So it's about... I think an architectural practice, if you're a team leader, you know, managing people's time efficiently so that they work less hours, fantastic. It's about embracing things and and making a change. And I think that companies like HTA and John Thompson Partners, where it's so important, employee well-being and constantly pushing ahead, that should be celebrated. But architectural practices, which aren't doing it so far, it's not like, ah, it's, I would just encourage everyone there to start embracing and kind of making these changes, you know? and also it this transpires this attitude i think trickles down from everything it's for it's for architectural students right now if you're a little bit upset with the, the, the current situation or you're feeling a bit lost you do have to oh i'm gonna say the pun again get involved <laughs> you do, do <laughs> get no, involved do, people yeah get involved get involved but actually it's there's loads of massive benefits to it it's like getting involved with involved, you're being proactive, you're doing something, you're you're thinking, you're adding something, you're putting your creative juices out there. Whether you're doing a big piece of artwork and then selling it, if as long as it, you're, Doing something positive. I think that's really helpful. There's so many groups to get involved with as well. Um, and charities. So the Architects Benevolence Society, I'm involved with. And you've also got, um, Article 25. Uh, I guess you can, you can do a piece of drawing and sell it for charity. There's so much stuff that's handy there. Cause then we can use your Cardiff skills, can't we? The hand drawing. It will, it won't get you a job. The job, will- you need Revit to get a job right now. Let me tell you. You do. Doing- i, I, I learned what,
1: it the hard way don't worry yeah
0: you learned it the hard way but i guess the point that i kind of want to drill in is what's really impressive about involved or some is to scale Uh there's a few other examples out there i love that when someone uh, experiences a situation that maybe could be bettered it, you've set these things up to discuss it and it's really really important and that's the bit of uh, i joked earlier that in cardiff it was set up because you had a little whinge about something but actually the whole point about involved is not negative it's not like uh, to me to no, me like an example of, of bad um journalism is the sun just completely yeah and, and verse. No, that's actually, not allowed.
1: Yeah. We have editors and we always, you know, we always check an idea and an article that's submitted to us. And if someone says, these are the problems, we always give feedback. Okay. What's your solution? You know, you, yeah. you, we need to, we need to really think deeper. If we see a problem, we should also think, okay, what's the alternative? What can be better? Because by putting that out there is what we, when we actually get somewhere. You know, so you're absolutely right. We need to go beyond the negative thinking um, Eh. and we need to work at it. But first of all, we also need to raise these things. And a lot of people, you know, feel encouraged when other people start speaking.
0: Yeah, and I think um to go back, I think it's celebrating that when companies or architects or anyone does something right and then there's a reward, that's the way we're going to lead people. You know, and I think that's why I was quite, uh, I quite enjoyed, and I know I stressed the point home about Shri Tregram, but I was so impressed when I watched it because what it is, is stuff like that leads by example. Getting involved with involved, I said it again, um, leads by example. We've got to keep being active and doing stuff and learning and getting, we've got to be Pushing forward. We've got to lead by example. We all have to. And, and that's why, that's where to, to kind of come full circle on what we talked about. That's how you change certain things, like such in the rebound. That's why future architects is around is because clearly there's seen a need there and the disparity of there's, there hasn't been really much for students and they're making an effort. And I think the more that evolved and come and Sana and say and scale and a few others, you, as, soon as, we, as long as we keep beating the drum, things will change. So, what I was going to say now is, I think this has been a good little chat. I'm conscious that I'm, I don't want to rant past two hours because everyone's going to switch off. But we've had a really good hour chat here. I feel like me and you could have a chat for ages. So, what I was going to say is, should. <laughs> You be should you give me the honor? Perhaps what we can do is maybe when there's key articles or key things involved that we want to talk about, maybe we can talk about Chris's uh, open letter. Perfect, so that'd be amazing. Yeah, because I think that'll be and then and what I'll do is I'll I'll hide my ranting bell. And I'll, hide, I'll hide everything <laughs> and I won't go off on one about. Um, sorry things I'm passionate about when you're talking about looking after employees that's something that's definitely close to home but I think w- that could be a really great way that we can continue the conversation and maybe oh do you know what as well we can always like host an event and I can take a back burner and we can get Chris talking and, and you and uh, I'll sit back with and I'll hide the bells,
1: <laughs>
0: and and we can have a nice focused discussion
1: I think that would be a, amazing um, yeah I mean Amazing. I'm up for a conversation anytime as, as you can tell. You know.
0: Well we've got we've got we got nothing to do but chat in this new world, <laughs> it feels like sometimes, isn't it? But uh, yeah. I'm just trying to put my bell down without it making too that's much right. noise.
1: That's but fine. look,
0: great. Right. So for anyone Amazing. that's that's not familiar with involved and we need to check them out straight away. Where can they find you okay. at the moment?
1: So you can go to involvedmac.com um mm-hmm. find our online platform where we have our articles you can get in touch with us through that um, by emailing us or you know there's a form to fill um, if you have any idea or an article and it's not necessarily just an article it doesn't have to be ranting and you know all always about social (laughs) things but you can you know it might be an interesting project or interview or any drawing or anything you want Um, write to us and we will get back to you. Our editorial team um, are lovely and they will give you references and feedback if you'd like. And, you know, we kind of collaborate in bringing about these articles. So don't don't get scared if you've never written an article. Um, that's our online platform. But uh, we are also launching an open call for our next issue, next annual issue, which is going to be on the theme of power. Um, which Ooh. I love. I love the new theme uh, and I hope it will inspire a lot of people. So in January, we're releasing an open call um, for people to submit work for this um, as well. And like I said, articles, visual content, anything. And right now uh, we are doing an open call for the cover image. So this will be the first time we're doing an open call for the cover image. Um, and I think power is such a great theme for this. So yeah, wow. check us out. We're on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, anywhere and everywhere well probably not on tiktok i don't know that's a that's a new generation thing that that i haven't yeah i haven't jumped into that you know um yeah yeah, in the other ones you can find us as Involt magazine so yeah give us a shout super
0: super cool get involved absolutely And on the architectural social, I think we've got a post there, but when we post this up, I will put all the links in there as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your hotel with a nice view.
1: I can't wait to get out. brilliant well.
0: and, I, and i'll try and get this up around christmas day Ooh. maybe yeah maybe Christmas-y. i'll <laughs> I,
1: try I, I love that maybe at the end
0: yeah we, <laughs> with me everything's ish as in like i did it so i try to live stream every wednesday ish because you know real life creeps <laughs> that. in
1: that's what, we'll,
0: yeah. it will, we will get there before then thank you so much, Thanks so right.
1: much. thank you so much bye bye thank you